You're the big man, I think. This is a conspiracy, don't you know that? It's a conspiracy. Hey, everybody. Monday, January 23rd, 2023. So today is Monday, so it's time for the Sunday Review of the mainstream media. So this week I'll be talking back to the Sunday Talking Heads on CBS Face the Nation, where Maggie Brennan interviews Representative Mike Turner of Ohio, and the Republican is the likely incoming chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, who says he can think of no reason for Biden to have documents marked classified at home. Also, I'll be checking in with Sunday Morning Propaganda at my favorite feel-good feature news program, CBS Sunday Morning. Once again, David Pogue lies about how artificial intelligence writing program chat, GPT, has ethicists and educators worried about the program's ease at replacing human ideas. And I'll be tearing into the Sunday New York Times showing how the newspaper continually mischaracterizes the facts to mislead the public. It's all coming up right now. So we're going to start off with the um, the shooting where uh, officials say gunmen who killed 10 in California is dead. Now, if you saw the initial reporting on this, this was an attack on a dance hall, an Asian dance hall, with an, a, a dance hall where predominantly Asian people were attending uh, an event there, I believe dance lessons. So uh, a gunman burst in and uh, took fire and killed, shot, uh, I guess, 20 people uh, with 10 dead. And... Uh, miraculously, this guy was cornered and killed himself. Like this isn't, it doesn't matter who the person is. You have this ongoing, the same scheme happens where a, uh, a shooter goes and commits a horrific attack and then kills himself. So nobody knows what the motivation was or why he did it or what. As I always said before, it sounds like mind control. So we'll just go into the story here. So... Officials say gunman who killed 10 in California is dead. The suspect's body was found inside a van in Torrance, the authorities said, after a manhunt that stretched across the Los Angeles region. The rampage of the dance studio left another 10 people injured. And I'm not have to go into this. The initial reports were, it's a hate crime. It's a hate crime. People are killing Asians. And no one's really going to look past that headline. So it was a party to celebrate the Lunar New Year and dance students gathered at a beloved studio in the heart of Monterey, California, once marketed as the city of dreams of Chinese immigrants, newly arrived in America. Attached uh, to an Asian herbal store, the exterior star ballroom dance studio was humble. Its entrance to the parking lot marked by a small awning, yet its expansive dance floor attracted marquee teachers and high-level performers from around the world is considered refuge for clientele, many of whom were older Chinese-Americans who had found the comfortable space to twirl and socialize, emanating in its doors late-night music. 
fit for the walls far strata tango and more uh tango and more <clears throat> um basically this had nothing to do with the lunar new year there are people taking dance lessons but they want to connect it to that they connect it with davin gavin newsom and it goes on to talk a lot but not about uh talks about the victims but not at all about the shooter so they don't know anything his name about his name let's see if we can get down to today the gunman in Saturday night's shooting in Monterey, California, was identified by local authorities as a 72-year-old man, making him a rarity among the country's lengthening list of mass killers who tend to be much younger. The median age of gunmen in mass shootings in the United States over the past six decades is 32, according to the Violence Project, a nonprofit research center said. So <clears throat> this guy showed up apparently at another location following the first shooting to commit another shooting, but was disarmed by the people there. And see, the New York Times has to conflate and confound everything with, uh, with information that you don't need and don't care about. We want to know about what happened. The manhunt ended. Uh, <clears throat> okay, the Dan discovered the suspect. The manhunt ended on Sunday afternoon when a SWAT team closed in on a white van in a parking lot in Torrance. Officers heard one shot as they approached the van and discovered that the suspect identified as who can trans 72 had shot himself. Well, how did he shoot himself if he was disarmed the last time he went to some place to the other place to shoot? Officials offered no motive for the rampage, but does it they said the book they believe the gunman tried to carry out a second attack nearby, work at a second location, a ballroom in Alhambra. So I guess he has something against dancing. <clears throat> Said he wrestled a gun out of the suspect's hand, preventing another tragedy. If it was indeed the same suspect. Sheriff Luna said the gun the authorities believe the suspect used is uh, likely illegal to possess in California, so the gun laws didn't help in this tragedy. Police have not yet released uh, listed the victims. Joy and revelry as dozens of couples danced their favorite. Five men and five women were killed. The victims, again, doesn't say much about anything else. We don't, again, with a mass shooting, we don't have a motive. We know as a guy's a 72-year-old uh, Asian man. Uh, we have his name. We know he had an illegal gun and that he targeted two Chinese, uh, two dance studios that were frequented by Asian Americans for no apparent reason. So we don't know anything about this. So article, moving on to the next article from the New York Times, um, which was originally entitled, COVID response minister is set to succeed Ardern. Chris Hipkins posed to replace Jacinda Ardern as New Zealand's leader. Mr. Hipkins, a household name in New Zealand for his role overseeing the country's response to the pandemic, which is why Ardern wasn't seeking re-election because she was hated by the people of New Zealand specifically for the country's COVID response. Was nominated to succeed uh, Jacinda Ardern as leader of the governing Labour Party. Chris Hipkins, who has been serving as New Zealand's education and uh, policing minister, is set to become the country's new prime minister next month after he was the only member of the governing Labour Party to be nominated for the party's leadership post. Why is that? His nomination comes after the surprise recognition on Thursday of uh, Ardern, who had become a global liberal icon during her tenure. The fact of the matter here is that 
New Zealand next to Australia had become the most Western police state in regards to COVID response. And uh, that's why she was hated. She was telling you not to go outside and talk to your neighbors. None of this is based on science because the air circulation and the sunlight and temperature outdoors prohibits the transmission of virus. So she was telling you not to go out um, outside and talk to your neighbors and said, don't, she said, well, you know that the virus can be passed just by passing by another person, by your breath. That's now how it's passed. It's passed by coughing and sneezing in an indoor area with prolonged exposure. The likelihood that you're going to contract any disease from somebody walking by you briefly, unless they sneeze in a vestibule that you happen to walk into or whatever. So it's always be careful of what you wish for when you wish for the removal or the stepping down of a certain politician or leader because they might be replaced with somebody even worse. So this is from the January 6th attack. Three active duty Marines charged uh, in the January 6th attack. One of the Marines said that he was waiting for the Boogaloo or Second Civil War, according to court records. So all these three uh, Marines uh, that were at were January 6th, I, uh, 6th, I uh a riot, I guess they entered the Capitol, but this is more uh, uh, day glow guys. <clears throat> These guys are glowing in the dark because they all worked um, in intelligence and were part of the attack. They went into the Capitol and then apparently they were talking about civil war and armed response and whatever. It goes on to say uh, that they were indeed intelligence operatives, where does it say it here? Oh, uh, investigators said that the footage of the attack, Sergeant Henninen, one of the guys was carrying a yellow don't tread on, tread on me flag, which is the Gadsden flag, which far right militia groups have used to signal their anti-government views. There are all sorts of people that fly the Gadsden flag for, for the very variety of news. At one point, the three Marines put on Make America See, they put on Make America Great Again baseball cap on a statue to take a photograph with it. Corporal Coomer is an intelligence surveillance reconnaissance system engineer, according to the service records. Sergeant Abate and Sergeant he uh, Helenin are signal analysts. Each of the men had good, uh, good conduct medal and National Defense Service. So whether they were glowing or they weren't glowing, um, here are Marines that work for intelligence and were involved in a peaceful protest. Uh, they went into the Capitol, which is trespassing, uh, whether they're going to be charged, whether they're charged, obviously. But this is a bunch of bullshit. Um, my whole problem with this is I think they're glowing. They worked for intelligence. They're out there saying they're waiting for the Boogaloo or the Second Civil War. And then they, they march out all the different tropes that signal that they're right-wing militia people. Um, terrible, terrible optics. So anybody who's involved in, in the right, even if you're uh, erring towards militancy, you would never telegraph um, your intent by doing any of these things. Uh, I, you know, not that I'm militant, but I, I shy away from wearing the red cap just because it attracts too much attention. I certainly wouldn't fly a Gadsden flag outside my house um, because if you look at the FBI reports or what the signals of anti-government extremists are, 
they're all these same tropes. People that talk about the boogaloo or all this, you know, you know, if you're erring towards militancy, you want to keep everything on the DL. I don't, but I don't do that anyway because I don't want to be associated. That's a problem with being associated with organizations that uh, you can be taken down uh, when the organization is taken down. Or if you make any sort of affiliations, you better be clear of who you're making affiliations with. So up next here is Ron Klain is expected to step down as Biden's uh, White House chief of staff. So the, rat, the rats are sink, uh, leaving the sinking ship. Mr. Klain's departure would mark a rare moment of high-level turnover in an administration that has been remarkably stable through two years of crisis and political battles. Um, that just, um, it, it throws more evidence on the fire that they are turning on Biden because he wanted to run for a second term. So once they have information on you and can blackmail you, they can hang shit over your head. They knew they were, he was engaged in espionage for the communist Chinese or his son was, or Biden Inc was, or whatever it was. They were selling influence or, uh, you know, engage in nefarious uh, dealings. And, and that's why Hunter would constantly videotape himself having sex with Chinese operatives, underage girls, and smoking crack because he was compromising himself. That's what he was asked to do. So Ron Klain is leaving because this about, with the Republicans in charge of the House, uh, they might get to the bottom of what is going on here, which I claim is espionage. So Klain has been telling colleagues since November, they say, this is what they report, um, according to people on, you know, they, they don't source it. According to people familiar with the matter, he's been talking to people since November. Bullshit. He's been talking to people since November because they knew about the classified document operation, basically the airing of this dirty laundry since November. And as soon as the midterms were over, they were going to force Biden to into whatever was happening. And it's red meat for the House GOP, which is going to go after that. If they do go after that, I hope they go after the espionage angle. We'll hear from Mike Turner later, and he makes it pretty clear. We'll see what happens with that. Mr. Klain is likely to stay around for a transition period to help the next chief of settle into the corner office that has been his command post for many crisis and legislative battles. His resignation would be a striking, striking moment of turnover. The departure would be in time when the White House is facing a widening array of political and legal threats from newly appointed special counsel investigating the improper handling of classified documents and a flurry of other inquiries by the newly installed Republican majority of the House. The next time the chief of staff will be charged with managing the defense of Mr. Biden's White House and any counterattack in the 2024 election approaches. Say no more, say no more. All right, and the New York Times also writes an article how the U.S. government amassed $31 trillion in debt while they gave it mostly to their donors. Two decades of tax cuts they put right up at the top. That's not the reason. Actually, the tax cuts were paid for, but not with Democratic cut, uh, government spending, uh, deficit spending. Recession responses, that's the key one. That's what got us from 20-something million up to 31 million. And bipartisan spending, well, thank you, uh, Mitch McConnell, fueled more borrowing, contributing 25 trillion to the total and settling the stage for another federal showdown. So there you have it laid out right in the headline. 
America's debt is now six times what it was at the start of the 21st century. It is the largest as, uh, it has been compared with the size of the U.S. economy since World War II, and it's projected to grow an average of about $1.3 trillion a year for the next decade. Why? Because of deficit spending. What does that mean? More inflation. What does that mean? Devaluing of the dollar. So any dollar you earn is going to be worth less and less and less. It's not the prices of things going up. It's the value of the dollar that is going down. The United States hit its $31.4 trillion legal limit on borrowing this past week, once again, putting Washington at the brink of another fiscal showdown. But America's ballooning debt is the result of choices made by both Republicans and Democrats, the Uniparty, except for the people that are standing up to the debt right now that want to shut down the government. Those are the people that are standing, it's called conservatism. Since 2000, politicians from both parties have made a habit of borrowing money to finance wars, tax cuts, uh, expanded federal spending, care for baby boomers. Oh, now you're defending. Now you're defending Medicaid and Social Security. Care for baby boomers. That's how they euphemize, euphemize the, uh, <laughs> my God. And emergency measures to help the nation endure two debilitating recessions. Oh, my God, the euphemisms. Um, the reality is it's deficit spending, and uh, the Democrats are mostly to blame. It is the Uniparty, but it's the Democrats mostly to blame. That's why they're called rhinos or neoconservatives because they're not real conservatives. They just want to spend more money. And if you're spending more money, you can't uh, control the budget. And that's the problem with the budget that leads to the biggest parts of inflation is deficit spending. That means you need to borrow money to make up the budget shortfall. We're not talking about the outstanding national debt, which is $31 trillion. We're talking about when you're doing your budget for the year that it's got to get paid for. And so deficit spending for the states is illegal. So for the federal government, it isn't though. And that's the point is that when you just borrow $2 trillion to shell out the friggin', uh, you say you're going to give it to uh, mom and pop, but you end up giving it to your political donors. So how smart are robots getting? The Turing test used to be the gold standard for proving machine intelligence. This generation of bots is racing past it, as we'll see later with the um, propaganda piece. And it goes into um, this guy, Francis Brosef. <laughs> Brosef. And um, it's a long uh, turnout thing. The Turing test is a subjective measure. It depends on whether the people asking the questions feel convinced that they are talking to another person when in fact they're talking to a device. So privately, OpenAI has built the system uh, GPT-4 now. They're on the fourth iteration that is even more powerful than ChatGPT and may even generate images as well as words. These bots are not yet sentient. They are not conscious. They are not intelligent, at least not by the way the humans are intelligent. Even people building the technology acknowledge this point. These bots are pretty good at a certain kind of conversation, but they cannot respond to unexpected as well as most humans can. They sometimes spew nonsense and cannot correct their own mistakes. It's a problem. Although they cannot match or even exceed human performance in some ways, they cannot in others. They can and they cannot match or even exceed human performance or in some ways they cannot in others like similar systems that came before they tend to be competent uh complement skilled workers rather than replace them bullshit 
This is all the elite devising the whole purpose of robotics and artificial intelligence is to replace people because people want to get paid. They want to be replaced. They want accolade. Um, you know, they want to be taken care of. You don't have to do that for machines. You could just replace them. And you always know that there's going to be another iteration on the horizon that's going to be better. You can't always project that with humans. So moving into the um, opinion pieces, the opinion pages of the Sunday Review of the Sunday New York Times, Jamel Bowie, of course, you can let Republicans destroy the economy or you can call their bluff. The original headline here was the Republicans debt ceiling bluff by Jamel Bowie, a Democrat. The slim and thus far dysfunctional House Republican majority is determined to use the debt limit to force spending cuts it can't otherwise pass into law. Why would you want spending cuts? I just read the piece and said $31 trillion in debt. It's bipartisan. <laughs> but the American people are the ones that are demanding the cuts in spending, said Re Representative John Smith of Missouri. Jason Smith, excuse me. Picking up the uh, Mormons. The new Republican chairman of the House Ways and Committee on Fox News last week, we have to go, we have to have fiscal reforms moving forward. We can just give an unlimited credit card. So I don't need to go anymore into Jamel Bowie. You know what the fuck he's talking about. He's, you can't let Republicans destroy the economy. You can call their bluff. You're destroying the economy with your deficit spending. You fucking asshole. You Keynesian. This is not, you can't, Debt limits matter, especially debt, borrowing matters, debt matters. Anybody can tell you this. So the only way we have to preserve our, our credit rating is by keep paying, keep borrowing to pay the debt service. You know how much debt service we're paying now? About $500 billion annually. That could buy a lot, $500 billion. So what does that compare to the budget? Well, the budget is about $2 trillion, so a quarter of the national budget is for debt service. Think about it. What if, <laughs> what if a quarter of your salary you were using to pay credit card debt? You know what I'm saying? So uh, let's go to Mike Turner and um, see what he has to say. Uh, and specifically about... Um, specifically about um, the, the documents, because he's going to be head of the Intelligence Committee in the House, uh, the Biden's secret documents that were secret to everyone else uh, before the midterm elections except for the Communist Chinese. Ohio Congressman Mike Turner. He is expected to head up the House Intelligence Committee. <laughs> No one realized uh, that this classified material was missing. What? Um, what's amazing about all this is it takes us to the question of why were these documents here? When now that we learn that some of these go back to his Senate time, you know, clearly he's, he's become a serial classified document hoarder. I don't make money from China. You do. Why did he have these? I don't make money from China. You do. Who did he show them to? I mean, the only reason you can think of as to why anyone would take classified documents out of a classified space at home mm -hmm. is to is to show them to somebody. Who did he show them to? This is going to be crucial, I think, to the special counsel's investigation is why did the president have these documents? Who did he show them to him? And is it connected uh, to the Biden family businesses? I don't make money from China. 
you do. So I think this looks more like a cover-up than an investigation. Do you have any facts to back up your, your allegations that he was hoarding things in terms of intention idiot! to take classified material versus it's been characterized that it was somehow accidental? The chain of custody here is going to be important because we know that these were in Joe Biden's hands and Joe Biden's control. And then it ended up behind his Corvette in his garage and in his office that he did not control and also throughout his house. And mm -hmm. so the, the, the special counsel is going to have to deal with the issue of what was the chain of custody? Who had these? Why did he take them to begin with? When did he get them? Yeah. When was he handed these documents and what did he do with them? I don't make money from China. You do. Why did he have these documents to begin with? Because I can think of no reason why the president should have taken home as, as a senator or as vice president any classified documents. Of the 26 Republican members on the committee, 19 of them denied the results of the 2020 election. Uh, your colleagues now include Marjorie Taylor Greene, Paul Gosar, Andy Biggs, Lauren Boebert, Scott Perry. They all played critical roles in, in the former president's attempts to overturn the 2020 election results. Well, you know, even on the Democrat side, there's been a number of people who objected to President Bush's reelection and voted against certifying his election. The electorate are, are very smart, and these people have been sent to Congress to represent their districts and to be part of the congressional debate. We have out-of-control inflation. We have an open border and, and record people crossing our, our border. What about gun control? Uh, we, have, we have the issue of Russia and, and certainly in, in Ukraine and certainly in China. I think we're going to have a number of issues that we're going to have to deal with. All right, Congressman Turner, we have to leave it there today. That it's about, like, optics. I don't make money from China. You do. Yeah, the reality there is... Um, it's espionage, and we're being sold out by the president of the United States. It's treason, and um, he should be brought to justice. And the fact is, is that people are like looking past it. Like, I don't, I don't see any, I don't see any, I don't see any espionage. Let's see, his son, who is paying him fifty thousand dollars a month rent for that house that has access to the house that happens to have a relationship with the head of Chinese intelligence? I don't make money from China. You do. So up next is the ongoing uh, AI saga: is that we're being taken over by robots? And once the and it has always been said, once the elites have the robots in place, and we're getting pretty close, we have artificial intelligence. And we have humanoid robots that are almost there. So once these two things are paired together, and once the 5G or 6G is up and running, so they have the network to control the robots, um, they're going to phase out humans. And you already saw a test run go through with the COVID. And um, the next one isn't going to be uh, so, let's just say, mild. So let's just look at uh, the next thing, the AI with um, David Pogue. And he's doing a whole series on these uh, AI lies. Like, isn't this cute? Oh, it's so wonderful. Oh yeah, the robots are taking over, it's wonderful. We're looking at artificial intelligence. Ah! The good, the bad. There once was AI so grand, it could help us with tasks at hand. But it also might do harm if its actions lack charm. So we must use it with care and command. What? It's called ChatGPT. Weasley. Oh, wanna know what it stands for? Generative pre-trained transformer. ChatGPT can write anything, 
letters, song lyrics, research papers, recipes, therapy sessions, poems, essays, outlines, even software code. The first books written by ChatGPT have already been published. Timnit Gebru is an AI researcher specializing in the ethics of AI. I think that we should be really terrified of, 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 of this whole thing. The first woman president of the United States, Hillary Rodham Clinton, served as the 45th president of the United States from January 20th, 2017 to January 20th, 2025. Yes. Jane Rosenzweig is the director of the Writing Center at Harvard. When we teach writing, we're teaching people to explore an idea, to understand what other people have said about that idea, and to figure out what they think about it. A machine can do the part where it puts ideas on paper, but it can't do the part where it puts your ideas on paper. The idea that we would ban it is up against something bigger than all of us, which is it's soon going to be everywhere. It's going to be in word processing programs. It's going to be on every machine. Students will stop being writers and they will become editors. Probably won't stand a chance against the upcoming new version, ChatGPT4, which has been trained on 500 times as much data. People who've seen it say it's miraculous. Weasley. Like it or not, AI writing is here for good. Ah! I worry about ChatGPT's effects on education, misinformation, and jobs. ChatGPT is a tool that can be used for a variety of purposes, both positive and negative. It is important for society as a whole to have ongoing conversations about the responsible development and deployment of AI technology. Robot takeover. I say uh, this shit should be banned. And the way it's being rolled out is, I think, very irresponsible. And, um, you know, everything has to be taken a hard look. We need to take a hard look of all this. And first of all, we have to stop burying our heads in the sand and try to focus for more than 10 seconds on something because uh, our intellect has been undermined, our focus has been undermined. And so uh, we're looking past everything and not paying attention to what we should be. We're on the verge of, of being, the human race is on the verge of being undermined by a select view of psychopaths and their technology. These technocrats, these oligarchs, uh, these evil, most evil and um, malevolent uh, motherfuckers. So, I mean, oh, you gotta open your eyes to it. You know, as my sister-in-law used to say, oh, evil doesn't exist. People are, by nature, good. Yeah, most people, but there also are some psychopaths out there, some narcissists. Um, and there's a plan out there, there's an agenda. So, you should pay attention to it. All right, we'll see you next week. Rudy's Revelation, don't forget to like, subscribe. Leave a comment down below, hit that notification bell, and follow me on social media, Twitter, Facebook, get our minds. We'll see you tomorrow. This is a conspiracy, don't you know that? It's a conspiracy there. Wake up! Wake up!